You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 88 of a Life in Ruins podcast, where we investigate the careers of those living life in ruins. I'm your host, Carlton Gover, and I'm joined by my co-host, Connor John. And today we have special guest, <laughs> David Howe. Hello. And, and, and the man who makes the magic happen of the APN for a yearly review slash roast, Chris Webster. What's up, Chris? Uh, very excited to have him on. We will have to slam Tristan Boyle because we've been bugging him for two months to be on this. And he... Uh, doesn't answer Slack. Get him on Discord, now. I've got Tristan in a glass right here. So, you know, some good scotch whiskey. You know what they say. <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> do, we have, uh, do we have his email that our uh, our listeners can spam him oh, with? Oh, I always, say, I always say if you have hate mail, send it to Tristan at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. So please send him hate mail for not showing up to our <laughs> scheduled recording. Because right. he was he was for a while wanting to be on the show, and we had that little tidbit like a couple like a three or four months ago where we made a Tristan joke, and he got a recording saying he threatened to break Connor's legs in a very like <laughs> Peaky Blinders fashion. <laughs> nice. So yeah, Tristan at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Please voice your concerns. <laughs> That's right. So excellent. <laughs> Shaming Tristan aside. It's been a full year since you've been on the podcast last. I don't think 2021 quite went the way we all hoped it would. Could you, would Started you off please? strong in D.C. Yeah, started, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very strong January 6th, right? So, I think how, we podcast wise. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Already lost control, Chris. How 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 has the APN, the Archaeology Podcast Network, been doing this past year in terms of overall numbers and uh, kind of your productivity in the private sector? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, our our hosting service, Megaphone, allows us to see you know time periods, and then it shows us the percentage percentage increase over the previous time period. And as of the day of this recording, mid December of twenty twenty one. We're at 657,204 downloads for 2021. And it says, I almost don't believe this, but it says it's 57% more than the previous period. Uh, But I think, I'm not sure exactly where that percentage comes from because I feel like we hit pretty close to 500,000 last year, but I'd have to look at it specifically. But either way, we kind of hockey sticked a little bit sometime over the summer, and I'm not 100% certain why because all the podcasts, including the, the network feed and just like the numbers as a whole, started shooting up in higher percentages than they have in the past. Uh, like I said, sometime around, I think it was July or August, and they just continued to rise. Like all the podcasts even ones that, to be honest, don't produce very often, are up on their numbers year, month over month, every single month that we've been doing this. And a, a more important metric for me, especially for advertising, is monthly downloads. And as an example, we were we broke 60,000, I think, around June, uh, monthly downloads across the whole network. And that was a pretty big number because we'd spent a lot of time in the 50,000s. And now in November, the last month I have solid numbers for, we were at about 89,000 downloads. And that was a massive percentage increase from the middle of the summer. So I don't know if more and more people are just finding out about us or going through the back catalog or what the case may be, because that's not unique listeners necessarily. 
that's total downloads, you know? So one person could listen to a single show 89,000 times and that'd be great for us, but we wouldn't know the difference. Right. So, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. It's how many sets of ears you're getting to, even if it's the same set more than once. So I don't know what's going on, but I'll take it. I I'm really enjoying that, that kind of rise because it allows us to, start looking at some other serious things to keep this network up and running. I think you had mentioned this before. There's usually like a drop off after field season, right? So that's what this would almost, this uptick occurred right before then. And it doesn't really fit into these normal trends. It doesn't. And sometimes the drop off for the drop off kind of happens a little bit during field season, to be honest, for some shows like the CRM archeology span podcast drops off over the summer, summer sometimes. Cause I think people just, don't have time to listen to the show. You know, they're out doing field work unless I have heard people, <laughs> I don't know who's subjecting people to this, but people like listen to the show in the crew truck on the way out to a site. And I'm like, nah, probably should just put on music because nobody wants to, you know, pay attention to something. And when they're, <laughs> when they're not doing that, but either way, I don't know what the deal is. Usually that show and maybe a couple others that are more industry focused will, you know, slow down a little bit over the summer. But like I said, that just didn't happen this year. So yeah, you're right. I have no idea what's going on. I I think it's tied partly to at some point when you start hitting a certain capacity, more and more people start to hear you, right? You get served up higher on certain services, you know, whatever the case may be, the algorithms start to place you a little more favorably. And then you have that combined with, people, a lot more people working from home and starting to get into stride on that and getting back into podcasts from 2020 when they listened to podcasts when they were commuting or to the gym or something like that, you know, at the gym and, and they just weren't doing that anymore and they're still not. So there, there was uh, people figuring that back out. And then also podcasts are just getting more popular every year. And I think we're just, you know, enjoying some of those numbers as a whole. I definitely get a lot of feedback that people are listening like in the field. Like I heard that mm-hmm. they're like, you know, on a survey listening to it. Um, someone mentioned the truck, but I agreed that it'd be very weird to just like, <laughs> well, I guess we listen to Harry Potter in our field seasons. Like we listen to that there, but we'd all, we know the story so you can talk over yeah. it, you know? Yeah, I guess there. And then I think you're right. Like, it's just like one person's like, Hey, have you heard of life in ruins? And then like they move to a new crew and they bring it to them. And then it just, yeah kind of spreads or any show on the APN really for sure whatever your favorite show is yeah you tend to tell people about it so I guess we're we're benefiting from that because the more and more people that tell you know it's a logarithmic increase yeah I mean I, I mentioned this on I think last week's recording where uh at this this past planes conference a lot of the students were coming up to me said they listened to ruins and my mm-hmm. advisor, Doug, was like, what? <laughs> like, he couldn't <laughs> believe it. All these random, you know, Wichita State students or CSU, of course, they were coming up like, yeah, man, we love the podcast. I was like, oh, wow. And yeah. all these Mulder archaeologists from the Plains are like, what are they talking about? Why is anyone listening to this idiot? Hey, has anyone at a conference, more than likely, it would, this would happen in a conference setting? Has anyone recognized one of you for your voice? Like, you get that recognition when they turn around because they hear you talking. And you're like in the book room or something like that. Has that happened to you guys yet? I'm too short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak in complete sentences, so no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. All right, well, <laughs> I, I've just had the one in-person conference for the past yeah, like did, right? two years. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I remember the first time it happened to me. It was right after we. I, I want to say it was the same year, maybe, or the year after we started the CRM Archaeology Podcast. I was in Waikiki for the SAAs and was standing there. I was rooming with a friend of mine who was also on the show, Russell Aline Willems. He was on a long time ago, one of the early ones. 
And this is the Sierra Mark podcast. And we're standing in line at like a convenience store, just grabbing some waters on our walk to the, to the conference venue. And we're just having a conversation. And the guy in front of me turns around and said, are you guys on the Sierra Mark LG podcast? And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's weird. <Whoa. laughs> we just talked about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to SAAs where me, Connor, and David will all be together. And I imagine that's where we'll have more yeah. interaction. Yeah. I'm going to get so much hate. <laughs> <laughs> just hide me. And then, yeah, I, I, it's just, I don't know. It's weird because I, I do, a lot of people like listen to the show, like in our field. And I guess it's because mm-hmm. it's like. I don't know, Carlton Connor. If you'd agree, you guys both took drinks at the exact same time, at least on my bandwidth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like we're the only people. Like it's like a generational thing. Like we're like the millennial, like yeah. archaeology generation. Um, I guess are you a millennial too, Chris? I think I oh, missed maybe. it by a little bit. Yeah, I don't think okay. I. I don't think I technically qualify. Okay, but yeah, it's like we're not old professors and we're not like fresh undergrads. So we're like people in the field that they would like look to for advice. Mm-hmm. which I guess helps us spread pretty well. Yeah. Um, nice. But you could say the same about like the dirt and obviously the CRM arc yeah, podcast sure. as well. I don't think, I feel like the APN has, you don't have a ton of that older generation voices. I mean, I think obviously with the, the rock art podcast, he's, yeah. he's, he's more in that generation. He is. Uh, and the weird thing is the, um, archaeology show since my wife and i kind of rebooted that show earlier this year you know that show like some of the others on the network has it's been a concept show and it's changed hosts several times and my last co-host before my wife was on i mean she was in grad school and during the show like had twins her first children and i'm like yeah this isn't gonna last for too long she was super cool her name was april actually you guys know her father probably whitaker uh, the guy who writes the oh that's right tool books yeah and her yeah. mom her yeah john whitaker and her mom is um catherine camp whitaker who wrote life in the pueblo that's a book i had in my cultural anthropology classes in my undergrad we had both of them on the show that was cool but uh no she just like got totally overtasked on stuff and the show kind of languished for a little bit and then my wife and i picked it back up and but we've had some really good responses to that and we've got a handful of people including one guy named James, who is a NASA engineer who he writes us after almost every single show with like his own references to things and commentary and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, that's super cool. So we're definitely getting some more feedback traction on that. And we have a handful of people on our members only Slack team as well that are very active. One guy who's over in Belgium, who I might actually go get to visit in February. That's another story. And, uh, uh, and a few other people that are just really active on our members only channels. So I'm really enjoying one thing that the higher numbers gives us, which is a higher percentage of people willing to engage. Cause that is always like less than 1% of people will engage with your podcast, whether it's, you know, a comment on iTunes or uh, more specifically an email or something on your socials. When you look at your total numbers, it's usually a really small number of people that are in a position to do that. And it's not that they don't want to engage. It's just that they're listening while they're driving and then they forget, you know, or something yeah. like that. So, um, but it's cool. I was just at a, a friend's birthday party at a, a lake house for the weekend. And two of them have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Carlton, I believe you listened <laughs> to that one. Uh, the RPG radio show, shout out. But they were like, oh, you have a podcast too? Like I was a friend of a friend. And I was like, yeah, I got one with my friends. And he was like, oh, what's the link? I'll drop you a review. And I was like, thank you. You get it. 
<laughs> it's so hard to get reviews from people and like give him one they give us one yeah yeah no you guys are really killing it with the uh, uh telling people to rate and review your podcast because i was actually my brother-in-law here he was getting ready to drive back to uh, we're in charlotte north carolina and he lives in Asheville. actually they've got a house here and a house there and he goes up there to work on the on the during the week so He's like, oh, I listen to podcasts. And I was like, oh, you should really listen to the archaeology show. I think you really like it. <laughs> so I grabbed his phone and subscribed him to it. And I noticed I haven't I don't look at iTunes a lot, to be honest. And I noticed that we had uh, a pretty more reviews or, or ratings than I thought we would. And then I started looking at some of the other shows and I looked at your guys's. And you had, I think at the time, this was just like an hour ago. It was like 81 or 80 ratings there's never as many reviews because reviews are harder to do people don't want to do it but you have like 80 ratings and that's super cool for a niche podcast you know that's um i feel like that's pretty good uh, to be honest because we've never really focused on that kind of stuff and when you ask people to do it then typically they will you know ratings easy to do you just pull up your whatever podcast app you're looking at and just hit the button right we're at that's a 4.8 right now we used to be at a, a solid 4.3 <laughs> And now, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, that's that's like part of my one of my neuroses is I check on those things a lot just because I get I like to. I can't. See, you can't. I can't. I like I looked at the archaeology show one and there was one that's like the featured review from like two years ago when April was on and it's like it's like oh the grad student is quiet and the host is nice and loud I'm like thanks appreciate that that's good constructive <laughs> criticism really and uh, and then one was like. One from July of this year was like, no substance, stop listening. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's like, they those people have to take the time out of the day to like, if they like the show, they don't take the time out of the day to say no. they like it. But if they don't like it, they like take time out of their life to like let you know, as if Again. we don't like read it. I don't know. And it's like, it's, it's constructive criticism sometimes. Other times it's just like, they want to be a dick. Listen, it's even if it's unconstructive and just hateful, like I appreciate the engagement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're, you're only helping the algorithm by commenting. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, I feel like we, we as a podcast try to take that criticism with a grain of salt in sure. as many ways as possible because we, we obviously have a brand and a way that we do stuff. We want to improve and get better and reach more people, but there's also part of us that's just going to be three bros who are going to giggle and, well, you know. <laughs> dude, that's, where, that's where I'm at because whenever I see a comment, and I think one of the ones I saw, I looked at a bunch of shows, I can't remember which one it was on, but one of the ones I saw was like, uh, you know, less less chit-chat and more substance or something like that or get to the show or it was like, it was like, you know, they didn't like the show format in some way or another. And again, I can't remember what show it was on, but they're like get to the point kind of thing. And I'm like, you know what? There's 9 billion people on this planet and I'll find the people that like this format at some point. Like, I don't need yeah. to change my show for you. Go find a show that you like rather than telling me how to do my show. That's kind of how podcasting is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I was talking with the uh, hosts of The Dirt when I did my interview with them and mm -hmm. we were kind of just chatting in the in the in the in-betweens and uh, we were just kind of talking about feedback we've gotten. And you know, that's kind of like The Dirt is one of the flagship shows of the APN. Yeah. And like one of the same, like the criticisms we always get, it's like, they're just a bunch of bros at a boys sleepover. <laughs> and then the hosts of, of the dirt get, they're just a bunch of girls at a girl's sleepover and like, and they just girl out and it's like, okay, so clearly, you know, you just can't please everybody. 
Now, some people tune in and they want an academic paper and other people tune in and they want to hear people who enjoy talking to each other, talking about a subject and sometimes interviewing somebody. You know what I mean? Like you just you, you find your audience. You don't uh, you don't I don't I feel like you don't tune your show for your audience. Your audience will find the show based on, you know, they just it's a match. You know what I mean? So we need podcast Tinder yeah. so they can swipe them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, but we've, we've taken criticism and changed stuff. Like we've tried sure. to cut down the the cursing and things like that. So we've, we, we, we do take things. Well, I have, I have my opinions on the cursing and I, maybe we can talk about that in segment two if you want, but yeah. yeah. Sure. Fuck definitely yeah. Got my, definitely got you don't have to edit this. Connor. You <laughs> And I think on that note, we'll be right back with uh, episode 88 of Life and Ruins podcast. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast um, during these sweet, sweet sounds of Chris Webster's advertisement. Welcome back to episode 88 of Life and Ruins podcast. We're still here with our uh, overlord, <laughs> Chris Webster. Uh, and we're just kind of doing the yearly review of the APN and the, a slight roast of our show. Not much archaeology talk this time around for those that are listening, but for those that actually care, we're back. So we ended the last segment, Chris, who wanted to tell us something. Uh, what was that something? So you mentioned the feedback you get from some comments and you reduced some of the swearing because of it. But I don't know. I got to tell you. I, I feel like because I know how your show used to sound before you did that, I feel like you guys are holding back a little bit and and taking out the swearing. Now, Carlton, you did drop the F-bomb like every five seconds on the previous incarnations of the show. Maybe that was a hair much, but... <laughs> it was, uh, you, don't, you don't show a season one and not skip the season two, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's... Um, I don't know. To me, it feels like it was holding back a little bit. And to be honest, we didn't have a lot of shows on the APN that were of your guys' style. And it's one of the things that I really liked when you guys first came onto the APN was you were you were really different. You were funny and entertaining, but also educational, you know, and engaging. And I, I feel like some of our shows were you know, some of our shows are a little too serious. I mean, one of the things I always get on the CRM Mark podcast guys is they mute their mics every time they're not talking. And I'm like, this is a panel. Unmute your mic and interrupt me. You know, I, I want to be interrupted. I want to be, yeah. I want to have a, a I want to have more of a casual conversation about these topics. And you guys do that when you don't have a guest. And when you have a guest, that's like a friend of yours, you do that. But when you don't have a guest, and it's just the three of you. I feel like that's a really good dynamic that is a good addition to the APN. Now, it's one of the reasons I reignited the archaeology show with my wife, because I feel like we have that kind of rapport sometimes on the show. And, and I like that. I like that more casual yet educational, entertaining environment. Not that swearing is the only way you guys can do that. <laughs> but I do feel... I do feel that I, I can sense you holding back a little bit and, and, you know, that's a, that's a thing, but you know, either way. I think when it's us, I think you're right. It's like fine, but cause like mm -hmm. we're not advertising that to things, but like when Dr. Miller was on the, um, sure. The people were like, Hey, like you can't, we can't share this to the department. So that's <laughs> like, I, I get that. But like on the other episodes, like, fuck it, why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, to be honest, that's a really good point because I've been contacted, I don't know, dozens, 
dozens and dozens of times. I don't even know how many times over the seven year history of the network and the 10 year history of podcasting by not only like public radio stations, like really small public radio stations that just use podcasts as content when they have nothing else. And teachers at, like from you know high school on up to college teachers saying, hey, can I use one of your episodes uh, in class? You know, can I can I assign that? And I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Yes, go ahead. And for every one that asks permission, I assume there's 10 that just do it because <laughs> that's just how it works. Like this is a free thing that's available on the internet. Why would you even ask me? I appreciate the ask, but you know, just so I know about it, but I, I assume that other people do that. So you're totally right. From that standpoint, if you want your show to be more educational than uh, and, and assignable in class, then that's a thing. But I feel like you just tag the shows appropriately. You know what I mean? Like we can mark certain shows explicit. We don't have to mark the entire channel explicit. We can mark one episode explicit and then we're covered by iTunes legally. Uh, but also people would see that and maybe just know that that's, that's not a thing. And even maybe put something in the show notes and be like, Hey, you know, this is a more educational show or this is a more just us chatting kind of show and get, and, and give people a heads up. But yeah, yeah, I think, you know, we start off with like, welcome to a life in ruins. <laughs> this is going to be a episode, you know, no, I, I think that's a, yeah. that's a good idea to to have the different. And we, we try to like conceptually divide our shows into different types, like interviews, you know, topical kind of stuff. And then us going off on mm-hmm. tangents about llamas and how cute they are <laughs> and how they or how the the babies look like devils and stuff like that. So we try to like conceptually think of it like that. And maybe that's a better way to kind of capture our essence and not change it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of capturing our essence, one thing that we've noticed, we've talked about this on the show a couple of times. I know uh, Chris, you've probably caught us mentioning to their listeners. If they're listening on the all shows feed to subscribe to our channel, so we can at least see where the numbers are coming from. Just looking at the all shows feed now for the month of, I think it was October. Mm-hmm. We had over 10,000 downloads from that alone. Yeah. And I think from our show, we were at what, like 5,000? Uh, I'm looking at your November numbers. Uh, oh, no, I'm not looking. I'm looking at the full year. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like 5,000. So total like 15,000. That's insane. I I, yeah. I thought the all shows feed was maybe bumping us up by like two or 3,000. I, di- I only did the top, the 32 episodes. There's still like... F- 30 more that have less than a hundred, but that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Like that's absolutely terrifying. Now that I'm realizing yeah. we're getting 15,000 downloads minimum. Yeah. Well, a and month. let's, let's a month. Yeah. A month. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just so listeners know the, the, the way that we produce the all shows network feed. If you happen to be listening on that, if you happen to be listening to whatever's called the archeology span podcast network feed, my original intent behind that was really, I was just copying uh, the twit network. If you guys have ever heard of that, it's on uh, YouTube, but uh, it's technology. Uh, what is it? Tech uh, with interesting something. I don't know this week in tech. That's what it is. The twit network. They have a whole bunch of different shows, but one of the reasons, reasons I found certain shows on that network that I liked was because they have like, like a channel that they just drop everything in real time on. So when I started the APN, I was like, I want to have that same thing more as a discovery vehicle. So if you don't like certain shows, but you do like other shows, cause we have a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's not somebody's cup of tea. Sometimes it is. And if you don't like a show, great, either skip it or just go subscribe to the shows that you like. But 
for some reason, a lot of people really like the network feed and it's it comprises like half of our downloads for the month across the entire network. So when I say we have 85,000 downloads, like 40,000 plus of those is the network feed. And that's that's not trivial. You know, that's that's pretty significant. It's spread across like, I don't know, 20 shows in our back catalog, but uh, 20 different shows. But uh, mostly the ones that are producing are the ones producing those downloads uh, currently. But we still get hits on stuff that hasn't, you know, produced in five years. So... That's pretty cool. I'm just blown away by the numbers right now. Like this yeah, is. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was that much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm really sorry that people are listening to us. Yeah, and if we take that into account, looking at just the life and ruins numbers for the calendar year to date, mid December, just the life and ruins feed, you guys have had fifty thousand five hundred and twenty-two downloads. So if you extrapolate for the out for the year, yeah. If you extrapolate the network feed, you're probably well over a hundred thousand. So for the year, <laughs> I'm never getting a job. I'm never getting a job. I, I wish this paid. <laughs> yeah, By the way, left. <laughs> it, if you would like to get your message out to these 150,000 people, contact me. Chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com for advertising rates. They're very affordable. So You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Marshalltown, David Sunflower Seeds, David Sunflower Banana Seeds. Boat, Sunblock, anyone. Anyone. Literally anyone. Yeah. So and, and to be honest, exactly, right? I mean, and to be honest, we... We would love to be totally listener supported through our, our membership uh, program. It's seven ninety nine a month and we don't charge more for adding new stuff. In fact, we dropped the cost of the membership like a year and a half ago. It was three different levels of like five, 10 and $20. And we, we just dropped the 10 and 20 and raised the five and it's seven ninety nine a month now. And we are pretty committed to never raising that again. Even if we just add just a ton more content and, and a lot more stuff, we're just like, listen, if Netflix can do it, we can do it. We just need a bigger audience, right? And we need more people to become members. So if we were completely member supported and these guys were paid to podcast through membership fees and we'd have no ads on our shows, that's one thing I'm fully committed to. But the fact about podcasting is you have to have advertising if you want to if you want to stay up there. And, you know, we're not one of those... Uh, if we were all doing our podcasts individually, then we probably wouldn't worry about it too much. But running a network, we do all the editing. We, you know, have the hosting service. We, you know, do all the, um, you know, stuff like Zencaster that we're recording on now. And, you know, that stuff comes with a pretty high cost, not only in time, but in, in, in uh, money as well. So podcasting isn't free, despite what some people think, if you want to do it the right way. So... I think this might be a good time to talk about maybe which, what is on the horizon for the APN and or yeah. other media companies that might be being created <laughs> as part of that. Do you mind speaking about that? Indeed, indeed. Well, I can tell you two things, and this might be more relevant to your uh, APN network feed listeners, but we are, it looks like uh, there's nothing set in stone just yet, but it looks like we are reigniting what used to be called the Archie Fantasies podcast and is now temporarily called the Pseudo Archaeology podcast because Sarah, the former host of that show, 
took her brand off the network and continued on with it. And she, she maintained the Archie fantasies brand, the archeological fantasies brand well before she brought the podcast to the APN. So we let her take that and, but we have her back catalog and we still have the feed too. So, and weirdly shows in that feed and nothing's been in there for almost three years, still get high numbers for the month. Uh, People love going back to that back catalog and just listening to those shows. So we now have somebody, it's another host on one of our other shows, want to um, reignite that. And I think he's going to do it in the new year. He's a college professor in Southern California, and he uh, you know, has some pretty good credentials. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be a good show. He's, uh, he's very engaging and uh, entertaining, and I think it's going to be uh, a good one to reignite. I also talked to somebody that David introduced me to. And yeah, yeah and uh, again... She's still thinking about it after I laid the, you know, laid down the framework for what it would take to do a podcast, but it, we might be doing a, uh, a more forensics style podcast, which would be super cool in the new year as well. Probably sometime uh, a little later in the first quarter, but that would be pretty neat. Now, what Connor was really referring to was something that Tristan and I have been talking about for years now, and we somewhat formalized over the summer, uh, and that is cultural media. And where that name comes from is, well, let me first talk about what it is. So we've talked about doing other stuff outside of archaeology. We've talked about for years changing the name of the Archaeology Podcast Network to something more inclusive to other facets of anthropology because we want to include other shows that aren't just archaeology. And to be honest, a lot of our shows kind of aren't archaeology. <laughs> like They're more cultural. They're more, you know, something else. And uh, and, and only kind of side related to archaeology, but the Archaeology Podcast Network name kind of pigeonholes us into that type of show, which is fine. So we've wanted to start other networks. We've wanted to get into other media, video. I run a podcasting company where I produce podcasts for other people. We've wanted to offer that as a service to other people as well that just taking our expertise in podcasting maybe they don't want to have an APN show, but they need to, you know, they want to do a podcast. So we would help them in production uh, just like we do here, but they would obviously own their own show. So we wanted a venue around that stuff, more live events, things like that. And we came up with Culturo Media and Culturo. (laughs) So you can go to culturomedia.com and see our, uh, our brand new logos for that. There's not a whole lot of more substance on there, but, uh, and, and that's intentional right now, but the name comes from, and the logo we needed something that was not culturally appropriating anyone and not specific to a country, region, time period. We wanted something that was, you know, basically un- undefinable from a, a certain culture standpoint. So cultura with a K is the Esperanto word for culture. And Esperanto is, of course, a made up language that no one plays, lays claim to. And it's kind of dead, to be honest. Like, I don't think I think people speak it for fun, maybe. But uh, you can learn it on Duolingo. <laughs> but aside from that, you know, it's a party trick. So it just so happens that Culturo, if you type it into uh, Google, is also the word for culture in quite a few languages. Uh, and a variation on the word Culturo is also a word for culture there. So we wanted something that was more broad. And, and that's what we came up with. And then our designer, who also designed the APN logo, we gave her some thoughts and ideas. I wanted something that was, you know, slightly futuristic. I didn't want something that looked like it was in the past. Nobody uses papyrus as a font anymore because I wanted to represent our future going forward and the present and the past. So I wanted something that was sort of new and something that brought in humanity too. So I was thinking something with like a, a DNA strand or something, something we all share, but is indefinable from a, from an ethnic standpoint. Right. 
So, you know, and, and, and sorry, Carlton, I tried to get an Indian headdress in on the O, but it just didn't work. You know, it was just like, it, was it a white woman? O? was it like, some yeah, totally. At Burning Man. Like like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No. So that wasn't going to work obviously. But so she took this like abstract picture of like DNA that she ended up with. She gave us like 10 designs and they were all super cool. But the one we stuck with was this like abstract representation of DNA in a font that she made up. So I'm pretty happy with that. So, and yeah, and and where we're going to start with that in January, and we may still start with some of this, but we're definitely dialing it back a little bit. We were gonna. We plan to do a lot more live events with Cultural right off the bat. And to be honest, the Forensics Podcast, without strictly naming it, would probably be on its own new network, a more biological anthropology uh, podcast or physical anthropology. I think we're calling it these days. And uh, so that would be on that kind of network, and we'd seek out more shows for that. But to be honest, I think you have it backwards. It's bioanth. We, we drop physical, and it's bioanth. Oh, I can't remember. I couldn't remember which one was dropped. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. She said the Fizanth Society just changed their whole name to to Bioanth. Yeah, totally. BAs now. Uh huh. There you go. There you go. So anyway, it just as I was looking at the sheer volume of work involved in the stuff that I wanted to do coming up in the next quarter, I realized that it was largely me again, sort of promoting that <laughs> and and wanting to get it done. And I was like, we just simply don't have enough people who have, have two of two of you guys, Carl and both Connor, uh, both volunteered to, to help out with this, which is great. But to be honest, we just didn't have enough people that were owners, so to speak, that wanted to step up. That's really what I was looking for because I don't want to own a, an aspect of one of these things. I don't want to be the person in charge of scheduling and, and making sure it continues going. I needed people that were dedicated to doing that, but it's hard to find that if you're not paying them, which I totally understand. And with another big advertising deal on the horizon, it just made me for the APN, it made me kind of refocus and want to focus on really fleshing out monetizing the APN while slowly maybe introducing some more live events through Colturo and, and just dialing it back a little bit. So we're not dialing it back a hundred percent, but just maybe 80%. Yeah. So expect that stuff. And we will uh, obviously advertise that here on our, our show. If, if we're going to be involved, yeah, and on that note, we'll end uh, segment two. Can I just say something? Sorry. No. I'm still no. screwing around with this no. Excel sheet, and it has all of our episodes. We've gotten over 70,000 downloads on our show just from all shows feed. Like, we're well over 100,000 downloads total. Like, nice. I am and this scared. is Carlton paying attention to <laughs> the episode at hand. And on that note, this is episode 88 of the Life and Ruins podcast with Connor Johnson and David Ian Howe. Carlton has stepped out for this, this segment, and uh, we'll be back. And we're back with episode 88 of the Life and Ruins podcast. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. So with this segment, we want to start off with... Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Carlton, don't you need to take a hit of your vape pen? We want to start off this episode with uh, Chris's critiques of our podcasting style. And we start a little early. So continue roasting us, please. Well, you know, I'm just saying it's uh, it's like editing Darth Vader sometimes when you forget to mute. <laughs> it's just <sighs> on the pen. <laughs> Uh, did yeah, you, it's good stuff. Did you hear? You obviously heard uh, Shane's episode with Jesse yeah. Tune with the the whiskey glass. And oh ice. my god! Crunching yeah, the ice all the time. yeah. 
That was beautiful. We love you. Shane. You know, I just as as podcasters, I want to say if you guys can hear it, everyone can hear it. <laughs> oh, I heard somebody's. It. I, I snapped like you was mid talking. I was like, Shane, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. No, I mean to be honest, you guys, uh, you guys don't do too bad of a job. You're you're getting better and better at it. Uh, you know, you you screw up Connor. Connor's audio every single time for the first episode, you know, because his mic's not picked up and like nobody notices. <laughs> That's how obviously I, how I much I it. contribute to this podcast is that <laughs> nobody notices if I'm there or not. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I the five words here. you say in segment one don't come over very well. <laughs> yeah. I'll realize David. like midway through the the segment, and then I'm just like, oh wait, like one of our mics isn't working, and then I'll notice that my like right now. My little sound bars are way smaller than everyone else's, but you say you can hear me okay. So then I'm like freaking out for 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, it's not going to sound good. And then like, yeah, it just turns into a whole thing. Midway through the segment, like, midway through the segment, it's midway through the month. And I think you just realized you were on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the calendar invite today said 2.30 p.m. It reminded me at 2. And I was like, well, I'm just not making that. And then Carl was like, we're on it at 4.30. And I was like, oh, all right. So mountain time, I guess. <laughs> well, my alert said Eastern. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But the yeah. other, I just haven't been on at all. I've been. In- I was almost doing the math earlier. I'm trying to figure out how many episodes you haven't been on. It's been a minute, dude. I, I came on Garcia's four. for like three minutes and then my internet just died. No, it's it's been since November. Yeah, it's only halfway through December. You're, that, that's you're, six, your bro. social your social game is on point though. I like I like like the wanted poster around David or the, or the <laughs> <laughs> signal. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's all Connor and crap together every time. <laughs> it's my, that's my one bit of humor that I can bring to the bring to the show. <laughs> Our nice. meme game got really good. And Carlton, we got to thank you yeah. for that because you initially put the first meme and I was like, guys, we can't be a meme. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what people, you know, people stop and they laugh about that. And that's one of the, one of the goals from, from entertainers. Right. And that's, to be honest, what we all are, even if we want to be educators, we're also entertainers as podcasters. And yeah. you guys have a, a really good game on that. And it shows in your socials too. Like your Instagram is, is a lot bigger than most of the shows, you know, and that's, that's really good. If only they would just listen and pay us money. That'd be great. Yeah. You'd be great. I think our, our yeah. podcast Instagram is like halfway to 10 K already or more than that. Is it really? Yeah. 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 I think we, we, we just kind of stop. I mean, we'll throw the occasional meme up, but we don't, well, it's just socials are brutal. Yeah. Yep. Got to keep it going. So many fights with white supremacists. Like it just kind of got. <laughs> See, when we're all rich and famous, we'll have social media people for every one of the shows that has to deal with that. Like we'll say, hey, put up something funny and then they'll do it and they have to deal with the backlash. So that's wait, the goal. Wait, you can hire people for that? Oh my God. I think you can. I mean, with enough money, you can hire somebody for oh, anything. Oh God. See? Yeah. So I just I'm tell people to go watch David's crazy? TikTok at this point. Like when I get comments <laughs> like, how come you guys have everything on ruins? I'm like, just go watch David's TikTok. Like that's, that's where the magic's <laughs> happening right now. Wait, I heard that. I didn't hear the beginning of that part, but um, your TikTok is amazing. We're a oh. shadow company that feeds everything to you. The, the TikTok <laughs> thing, I put the stupid ass Viking video 
and I went up like a, literally like I think a hundred thousand subs like in like a week, <laughs> and I never posted anything like that again. So everyone's just like, "Who is this guy on my feed talking about hyenas?" <laughs> and it's just like not the same. But it's hard to unfollow people on TikTok until you find them again. So I think yeah. it's all it is. It took me a second because I watched your your interview with Giannis. Why you gave him a bone clone of a hyena? It took me it took me a bit to realize because he was on history hyenas and i was like ah this got it yeah that was great good mm-hmm. how much did that run you that's like a hundred over a hundred dollar model in it got a little disc disky county from bone clones but a little disky county from them is twenty dollars <laughs> so, <laughs> like they're like we could do this and i was like all right i'll just fucking go get one from a hyena <laughs> but yeah i figured that'd be a good token of like hey thanks you recognize us as you know people Mm-hmm. I think we shared this, but yeah, go check out David David's uh, podcast with Giannis Papis, Yanni Long Days. It's um, definitely not one to put on your department page. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was good. It was the comments from all the bros that he they just want attention from. It was just like, come on. Yeah. Someone <laughs> called me Smart Jonah Hill in the comments, and I was like... I- <laughs> I'm more offended that they don't think Jonah Hill is smart. <laughs> anyway, Carlton, you're doing your thing. You're working like with something over there, right? I got PBS stuff, but I don't know whenever that's going to get published. Oh, the, that, the communism? No, the communism. That's just there. The PBS station here <laughs> runs out of the communism. And that's a whole separate story that I don't want to get into. But like just chatting with them about. I was on about- mushrooms yesterday and I missed all of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's it's Chris, a media co-op. It's, it's it's a media co-op. So it's this group of people that make productions all over the state who all work in the same spot. They're all funded through grants and contribute. And so they used to have a podcast. They used to do podcasts and they have sets and stuff there. So I was just chatting with them about how much. It's like a five thousand dollar buy-in, but this is totally derailing. Anyways, hmm. they'll probably just edit me out of the PBS segment. Anyways, nice. Connor, you looked like you were reading something a minute ago, which is shocking because you often do the uh, the because you live a life in ruins. What's going on here? But you say it every single time, like you've never said it before, ever. And I'm just wondering, like, are you actually reading that from somewhere, or is it just like a word jumble and you're no. trying to make it out? No. So I try to personalize it every single time, but I'm not committed enough to do it ahead of time like I am with my jokes. So it's like I could prepare and it would sound better and it would even be funny. Wait a minute. I've, you, you say you're prepared with your jokes. I literally hear pages flipping like when it comes to that segment. Like most of the time that's edited out is you're like, oh, no, no. what are we doing here? What are we doing? No, no, no. no they're, they're not prepared. Like those, that's, I, I, love, I love to think that it would be like, it'd be the beautiful thing that is part of it, but I could prepare. <laughs> I can't even remember what I'm supposed to read on the outline every time, but I always mess it up and read the wrong one <laughs> or don't read it. Uh, okay, Chris, yeah. I'll prepare. Fine. <laughs> I mean, just like write it down. <laughs> no, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, since you have chosen to live a life that's a life, could you do it in ruins again? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling someone before this that I was chatting with that this this turns into the roast of Connor John and every single year, but that's fine. 
That's who I am. <laughs> I'll take the beating. Last year was uh, especially worse. Oh my god. <laughs> it's shocking that the roast doesn't improve, though. It's much like this show. It just stays the same. So. Oh my god. <laughs> the start of every episode for two and a half years now i'll be like okay today's the day carlton keeps the decibel low and then it's, oh my god welcome to the life and ruin podcast every time and i'm the i love it so much it yeah yeah, he blows the intro out every single time. <laughs> like, learn how to Beyonce that shit, Carlton. You got to back away from the mic when you're going to yell into it. <laughs> but it's like, it's the rest of it gets fine. It's, 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 I put it on your starter pack. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just try to bring that energy right at the beginning and just, you know, not, not give it that energy for the rest of the episode. That's right. That's right. I can't think of any roasts for you. I mean, you're kind of our boss. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing a good job in editing our stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, it's it's me and, and my wife has been an editor as well, but she's been knee deep in finishing up a huge project, helping out with a report that we did. Actually, if it wasn't for her doing this report, our section of the report anyway, then uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. But um, yeah, she's going to get back to editing you guys. Hopefully she edits this episode. I don't know. We'll see. Which episode has was stands out as very frustrating to to edit? I uh, usually I, I can't think of one in particular, but I'll tell you what, it's usually guest related, and that's not a slight on guests. It's just sometimes you get guests, especially in the archaeology space, that have just like never been on a podcast or in front of a microphone before, and they get very nervous and they're doing different things, and they have a lot of vocal crutches, which we try to. When we have a lot of people that say a lot of ums and stammers and things like that, you you really just can't take out 100% of them. You, we try to take out as many as we can, a lot of the isolated ones. Those are super frustrating to edit. They're great content, but it's just people are nervous. You know what I mean? So it's. I, I wish everybody could get media training so they could do the other half of their job as an archaeologist, which is telling people about it. But to be honest, people just get super nervous and they, you know, they don't get it. Or when the hosts of the show don't recognize that somebody's swirling ice in a glass or tapping the table or their chair is squeaky for an hour. That also gets pretty frustrating. Ooh, so the chair, I remember the chair. Whose chair, <laughs> <laughs> chair? was that? Wasn't my chair. Was it? No, no, it was, uh, it was your guess. It was, uh, it was Kevin. Oh, this was oh, and he was and he was trimming his nails too. Toenails. <laughs> <laughs> like here we have the director of the American Indian Museum just like <laughs> leaning back in his chair and clipping his toenails while giving an interview. I mean, I'm so happy he was on the show. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> I remember that distinctly. Was like, is that a nail clipper? Nice, nice. He was Man's cool though. Business. I remember his episode. Yeah, the conversation we had with him in DC was actually was probably a little bit more entertaining because we didn't talk archaeology mm-hmm. at all. He was talking yeah. about that football game in more detail, <laughs> with more color. Nice, nice. So. But yeah, man, it's been fun for having for you allowing us to have this show in this space, and it's been fun to see. You know, for my, I never expected ruins to get as is popular as it is. I mean, in comparison on other shows in the APN that were constantly within the past year have been one of the top shows. Yeah. I mean, 
the gap between us and the dirt and the archaeology show is like 10,000 downloads a month. So that's that's a leap we got to make at some point. But I think we're in a comfortable third, third or fourth place. Well, and I think that fits though, right? Like I wouldn't take that negatively because you guys, because you, to be honest, because you do interview academics, you are academics and professionals yourselves. It puts your show into a little bit more of a niche category, unless you purposely advertise it to people who are not in that category, right? Hashtags, for example, on socials that are that are like not archaeology hashtags, hashtags that get out to other audiences. Because, and to be honest, I'm just pulling that out of my ass because we don't actually even do that with the archaeology show. But our intent for the archaeology show is a lay audience. Like we specifically don't talk about overly academic stuff and people comment and criticize us. They say, Hey, I want more in-depth information. I'm like, great, go read a journal article because that's not what this show is about right now. Like this show is about bringing news articles and, and, and people in the news to, you know, to just talk about it as archaeologists, like through the lens of people who are in this business, but you know, that are just like you reading these articles that are in the news right now. That's what we try to do. But the dirt, kind of does a similar thing, right? They really unpack it for more of a lay audience. And I think, I think that there's just more of those people than people in the industry. And that's just a fact. So you guys, if we want to look at the numbers a different way, are the number one podcast on the APN for more of a professional audience. You know, you get more downloads than the Sierra Mark podcast. You get more downloads than Rock Art, Argue Animals, uh, Heritage Voices, the other shores that are, uh, I would say, are more are more niche. So, but it's up to you, if, to be honest, to change, change. Uh, I wouldn't say change, but maybe start unpack, unpacking things a little more. You know, if you wanted to reach that wider audience, if one of your guests says something that is that if they say the word paleoecological and you just let it slide. Like nobody knows what that means unless they took, you know, anthropology classes or they studied this kind of thing. Right. And on the, on the archeology span show, I don't let that kind of stuff slide. I might say the word, but I'm going to define it and tell people a little about it. You know, I don't just say GPR. I say, Oh, that's ground penetrating radar. This is kind of how it works. And I do that every single time, every episode. So that's my one piece of feedback. If you want to reach that wider audience, is to do that kind of thing. That being said, there's more niche audience you could find as well, which means, I don't know, somehow advertising yourselves to university programs, schools, things like that. Maybe even, maybe even using like Skype a scientist and having the three of you on there to talk to a program, you know, to help promote the podcast. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just a thought, but I think you have a a different audience and that's why the numbers maybe aren't as high as you think they would be. Shit. (laughs) I was going to say, it's not a bad thing. It's just, Anything yeah. more than zero is great. So, <laughs> I, I mean, in the end, in the end, there are five to fifteen thousand people a month that know something that they didn't, and that is something to be applauded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, on that um, note, I think, yeah, thank you for okay, coming on. <laughs> <laughs> if you could live ruins in life, would you life ruins in life? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say you could promote your socials, but I don't think that's, I think that offers off the table. Yeah. yeah it's, it's probably just promote it. We'll just promote the APN, ArcPodNet. Find ArcPodNet everywhere you have socials and we'll, you'll find us. Yeah, man. Are there any um, upcoming shows that you're excited to have on the APN at all? Do we have uh, any new releases? Well, by the time this goes out, uh, if you are 
an industry professional, I would say go back and look at the Sierra Mark podcast episode from middle of December because we had a super fun episode, which is our, we haven't done one of these in a few years. And this is a 10 year, 10, 11 year old show at this point, but we did our holiday gift guide and there's like probably 30 links in the show notes for stuff. And we only talked about like six of them, but there were, I think four or five of us on that show. And, and we really go kind of in depth and just have fun with some of those things. So I would say even if though it's past the holidays when you're hearing this, it's still a, a good episode to hand to somebody that might know, might not know what to get you for your birthday or something like that uh, yeah. because you're an archaeologist. So uh, go, go find it. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. I forget this comes out January 3rd. <laughs> so happy 2022. Oh, Thank you for starting off listening, listening to us yet again. I'm excited um, for it to come out the day of... Capital Riot 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Good night. Um, I think it's the 20, it's 27th of December, by the way, that it's coming out on. Oh, so just before Happy New Year. Our Herald Angels. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're ahead now. We're not recording a week before an episode's due. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Chris. So you you host the, the archaeology show, the CRM Art yep. Podcast. You pop on the Rock Art Podcast. Occasionally, well. and I host the Archaeotech podcast as well. Okay, yeah, go go find him there. Listen to all the stuff, and thank you, Chris, for editing our podcast and dealing with our crap. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having a good show. Yeah, please be David. sure to rate and review yep. the podcast. Please oh, do that. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was prompting David for it. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we are out. Thanks for listening to a Life in Ruins podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a Life in Ruins podcast. And you can also email us at a Life in Ruins podcast at gmail.com. And remember, make sure to bring your archaeologists in from the cold and feed them beer. Underwater archaeologists do it deeper and under pressure. Too soon. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Let's know how you felt about that one, Dr. McAllister. And with that, we are out. Oh, I'm out. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network, and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.